Hey everybody, welcome back to the Life with Tina podcast. Thanks for joining me today for another show. Today's show, I mean, it's a little off of like my usual topics of like everything, (laughs) but I, I figured since I do cover pretty much every topic here on the podcast, just whatever I'm feeling like talking about at the moment, that this would be a good topic because I've had a lot of people on Instagram and my YouTube channel that have reached out to me, uh, just talking to me and asking me questions about how I got started on my YouTube journey, and then also asking for tips and tricks, my favorite equipment, my favorite subscriptions that I have every month for my channel, like for making my thumbnails, like all the stuff for editing software and all that. So I thought, you know, if if someone's out there that is thinking about starting a YouTube channel, this would be a fantastic episode for you to listen to. And also just if you're out there and you're in a career or you're doing something that you might not necessarily be happy with, you're not completely fulfilled, I want to encourage you that it's totally okay to explore something that can make you happy. And sometimes it's scary, but you've gotta kinda take that leap and just try it because you'll never know if you'll be good at it unless you try it. My name is Tina. I'm the host of this podcast show and also the creator of the YouTube channel, Home Free Alaska, where we share from scratch recipes, homeschool life inspiration, and our homesteading journey with you. This podcast is a spinoff of our channel, a behind the scenes look into our life on the homestead. Raw and unfiltered, I share my thoughts on motherhood, marriage, our culture, and our spiritual pursuit as believers. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get on with today's show. So it's kind of funny because when I look back at my life and I look at all the things that I've done, um, they were always things that I was happy with for a time and then I became not happy with them anymore. And I think it's important to know that that's okay. Like what might've fulfilled you at a certain point in your life may not fulfill you anymore. In fact, you may hate it. And I found myself in that position way more times than I can even remember. Um, I have always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. I do not like working for other people. Uh, I'm very meticulous. I'm very detail oriented. I'm all about things being right. I don't like when things don't make sense or things aren't right or there's favoritism in a workplace or I'm just, I'm big on, uh, you know, if the rules apply to one person, they should apply to all. And I've just seen so many things, you guys. Uh, most of you know, I, I did 10 years in the military, joined right out of high school. Joe and I went into the army and then when we were done with our first tour in the army, we got out and we decided to join the Coast Guard. So I did eight years in the Coast Guard and two years in the army. So I did a big chunk of military service in my lifetime. I've had some odds and in jobs, you know, I was a bank teller uh, in high school part-time when, oh, there goes the puppies. When Joe and I first got married in high school, I was a bank teller. And um, I also was a Mary Kay sales director. You guys may know of Mary Kay Cosmetics. Um, It's a company that sells cosmetics and the people that work for them, you get to earn a commission off of what you sell, so on and so on. Some people call them like multi-level marketing 
I'm, I'm just not going to get into that. But either way, I did work for Mary Kay. I think for like two years I did Mary Kay. And I worked my way up. I worked my butt off, actually. And it's funny because we lived in Fairbanks, Alaska with like negative 50 temperatures. And I'm surprised I could find anybody up there that cared about wearing makeup. But I did. I earned the free, the free car. Not the pink Cadillac because that's at a higher level, but I earned for my level, it was a Pontiac vibe. And I won, I earned that car. You don't get to keep the car. You you maintain a certain amount of um, sales, like a quota. And as long as you maintain that every month, you get to use the car for free. So some people think that Mary Kay just gives you cars. They do not give you cars. You have to maintain a certain quota to keep the car. But I did, earn the car and I had it for quite a while before I decided not to do Mary Kay anymore. Um, I did become a sales director, which is huge. That's when you've got enough women in your unit that you get to a certain level and start making some really good commission. And I did that for a long time, you guys. I was I was so in to Mary Kay and I was good at it because I'm a people person. I love to talk. I am like a chameleon. I can really adapt to whoever I'm speaking to, whatever group of people I'm in. I don't feel awkward. Um, that's just me. That's just how I am. And so I did really good at it. I love makeup and I love sharing that with women and teaching them about skincare and makeup. But the pressure of the quotas got to me. Um, it, it was a lot. It was very, you know, you, you meet your quota one month and you can breathe and kind of celebrate. And then like the first of the next month rolls around and you're like totally depressed all of a sudden because you're like, oh my gosh, now I have to do it all over again. It's, it's a lot of hard work. You really never get to rest. And I got tired of looking at every woman I passed in the grocery store as a potential client, as a potential customer. I just didn't want to feel that pressure. If I wanted to go up to someone and say, wow, you have like amazing eyebrows. Like I wanted that to be able to be the end of the conversation. Just give her a compliment and walk away. Not here's my card. I sell Mary Kay cosmetics. Let's get together for a skincare class and yada, yada. Just trying to turn her into a customer. And uh, so the pressure became a lot. And I did not like that my success was dependent upon other women's decisions, right? And some people say, well, that's not true because if you have enough volume, then you shouldn't have to worry about that. No, I had to go beat the pavement every single day that I did Mary Kay to find new customers. Um, so it very much was dependent upon other women, if they decided to buy the product or not, if they decided to sign up and be on my team, what their goals were. Like my goals were directly related to what my team's goals were, and I didn't like that. So anyway, I decided to give the car back. I got out of Mary Kay. Um, and I've done a lot, you guys. When I got out of the Coast Guard, actually right before I got out of the Coast Guard, I decided to get my real estate license. I was very interested in real estate and we had bought our first home in Alaska and I thought, you know, I have such a meticulous personality and I like to be in control of things. I thought, how awesome would it be for me to have my own license so that I could represent ourselves in our transactions when we buy and sell homes? So that's what I did. Like a year or two before I got out of the Coast Guard, I went to real estate school. And lo and behold, I passed the test and the board exam the first time around. And I've been doing real estate here in the state of Virginia for eight years now. Um, as most of you guys know, we're getting ready to uh, retire. Joe's retiring from the Coast Guard and we are moving to Alaska to our forever homestead. 
And I've decided for a lot of different reasons, I don't wanna continue doing real estate up there. One, we are pushed out and off grid and to represent a client and show houses would require me to drive all over Alaska. And I'm just not feeling that. Uh, and it's also a very people business. And right now in the state of our culture, I'm not really feeling all the people, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm good. So I've decided to hang up my license. I actually just did that, I think two weeks ago. Um, got in touch with my broker and said, okay, I'm done. I closed my last transaction. And uh, it's always something that I can pick up later again if I want to, but right now I, I have no desire to continue real estate. It served me well. It was a very flexible job for me. I was able to work from home and put my family first. And that was just a, that was a big plus for me, being able to have such flexibility and still add to the family income with my real estate business. So it's, it's crazy when I think of like YouTube, right? And I've had a lot of people ask me, how the heck did you become a YouTuber? And some people have known me for a long time. They're like, you're doing what? Oh my gosh, you have a YouTube channel? <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because we started our YouTube channel in 2018 when we first got the, the big 18 acre farm and we built the farmhouse. Like when we first started out homesteading, I started, um, looking at YouTube, I, I had never even heard of YouTube before 2018, never. Like I had a Facebook account, that was it. I didn't have Instagram, I didn't know anything about anything. I had a Facebook and that was it. Somewhere, somehow, someone along the way gave me some YouTube video to watch. Like, oh, watch YouTube, this, you know, she'll tell you how to do this because we were farming. I was milking a cow for the first time and I'm like, YouTube, what's YouTube? So I start watching these videos on YouTube and I started thinking, I wonder if I could have a YouTube channel. like. For one, I'm already doing all this stuff. I'm, I'm farming, I'm growing a garden, I'm canning and preserving, I'm milking a cow. I was also homeschooling, started homeschooling Parker at the farmhouse. Like all this content of our life and I'm like, I'm already doing it anyway. I wonder what it would be like to film that. And when I first started the YouTube channel in 2018, it was strictly just as a hobby, like a creative outlet for me, something for me to do that was fun. I love editing. I love the filming. Um, it just, it, it was just cool. It was just fun. And the other reason I started our YouTube channel was a place to document our life, like a library of videos for our kids and grandkids to look back on years from now, because Back in the day, we used to have paper pictures, right? Like where you can flip through an album or a bin of photos. We used to have video cameras where we would film an entire birthday party or film a baby's birth or film someone coming home from deployment in the military and things like that. Nowadays, people have done away with the camcorders, the video cameras, and they just use their phone for everything. So instead of these longer home videos, like we have with from Lexi when she was little. Now with Parker, my son, Lexi's my daughter, Parker's my son. With Parker, all I have is a bunch of um, like little phone video clips that are like a minute, a minute and 30 seconds long, right? Because everybody just uses their phones nowadays for pictures and for, for filming videos. So to look at photos now, what do you do? You have to sit down and look at them on your phone or go through your hard drive um, if that's where you put all of them off your phone. So... I thought how cool would it be to have like a video archive of our homesteading journey, our homeschooling journey, our, our life, everything for our kids and grandkids to look back on one day. So I started the YouTube channel, didn't have a freaking clue what I was doing. And um, it was a little overwhelming. I, I won't lie, just because 
I didn't know what I was doing. And you can go back to my YouTube channel to the very beginning videos and, and you can tell, you know, music might have been a little too loud in the background. My tra transitions weren't that great. Um, just my editing style and things like that. But you grow and you learn, right? You always get better every day, especially if you stick to something. So we started out with a few videos weren't getting very many views at all, obviously, you know? I mean, it was just basically getting the word out to friends and family, hey, I have a YouTube channel. So with a YouTube channel, you can make money off of your content, off of your YouTube channel. You start making money, you can monetize your channel once you hit a thousand subscribers. So obviously my, my first goal with the channel was to try to hit that thousand. Even though I wasn't really doing it for money, I did of course think, well, if I'm making the videos and spending the time to film and edit, like sure, I'll, I'll make a little cash on the side for doing it, why not, right? Everybody else is doing it. Why not get paid for my hard, hard work? So we started working towards that thousand. And before you know it, we reached a thousand subscribers. And I think for the first, so funny you guys, for the first two and a half, maybe even the first three years that we had the channel, I had made a total of $253 in commission from ad revenue. <laughs> and you actually, once you hit that thousand subscribers, you get to monetize the channel through Google um, and you get to set it all up and you basically, it's just like getting a paycheck and if you make enough, you've got to report it on income, right? And the check gets deposited, uh, direct deposit right into our checking account. So it's very easy to do. When you first start out, you kind of feel like I'm never gonna hit that thousand. It seems like it takes forever to get to that first thousand, um, but it's just really all about you marketing it and getting the word out and trying to get people to share your channel to get to that thousand. But once you hit the thousand, you can monetize your channel. And from there on out, you make money on all of the ads that are played on your YouTube videos. So it's um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a journey. And I've had to teach myself everything with how to do YouTube. Um, and, and most of it I learned through watching other YouTube videos. There's some fantastic YouTube channels. Think Media is one of my favorite YouTube channels. They give so much education and insight on how to run your YouTube channel, all the way from like camera equipment, lighting equipment, how to edit your videos, what's the best editing software, so on and so on. And so there's a lot of channels out there like that, and that's what I did. I just watched their channels. If I wanted to learn how to edit, I would watch someone's channel and see how to edit. If I wanted to learn how to make my thumbnails, like what kind of website or program do you go to to make your thumbnails? I learned that all from watching YouTube videos. So. I wanted to go into a little bit about some of my favorite YouTube equipment and also some of my favorite YouTube subscriptions. So if you're just getting started and maybe you want to create a YouTube channel, I've had so many people, especially homesteaders out there that have reached out to me that are like, I wanna start a little YouTube channel, like, or I started my YouTube channel, but I don't know how to edit the videos that good. Like what kind of programs, what kind of software do you use? So that's why I'm doing this. And just to share what I do, and I am by no means an expert and I still have a lot of work to do. At the time of this recording, we have 43,000 subscribers, which is, insane like i'm definitely not like a million subscriber youtuber um don't know if i would ever be that but our channel has grown significantly in the last year year and a half so 
We did a DIY hoop house build video. You guys may know this, a lot of you that are subscribers. And I had no idea. It was an 18 minute video with me and Joe just filming us making a garden hoop house out of cattle panel fence panels. 18 minute video, right? It went viral, like we're over 3 million views on that video. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I would have known, I would have done my hair better. Like <laughs> it was just another video that we were doing on the homestead. Like we would film how we build our chicken tractors, how we butcher our chickens and put them in the freezer, how I can this and how I garden. Like we were just doing these videos. I never knew that this, this hoop house build video was gonna go viral, but it did. And ever since it brought more attention to my YouTube channel and the channel just continues to grow. And, you know, when you start out, um, people say, you know, should I have a niche? Like, what would I want my channel to be about? What would I want my channel name to be? And I'll tell you guys really quickly, oh my goodness, our channel name has changed, I think four times, maybe five, oh my goodness. So when we first started out, we named it Amaryllis Acres. I love the amaryllis flower. That's the only reason I named it amaryllis acres. But then we moved from the 18 acre farm, we sold it and we bought a one acre homestead. And I felt like the name amaryllis acres didn't really fit because we didn't have acres. We didn't have plural, more than one. We had one stinking acre that we were homesteading on which is ridiculous, right? I could have totally kept that name and it wouldn't have mattered. But in my young YouTube life, I was like, oh, it doesn't really make sense. So I changed it from Amaryllis Acres to, I believe it was My Blessed and Beautiful Life. And it's kind of funny. Some of you may never have heard me say this, but the whole Blessed and Beautiful came from when I was doing Mary Kay in Alaska. When I became a director and I had a unit, of over 30 women that were on my team, I rented a center where I would hold weekly meetings with them to do training, recognition, and things like that. And in Mary Kay, they do a fun thing where you create this name for your team, and it usually goes based on your name, right? Well, my name, some of you also don't know this, is Bettina. Everyone knows me as Tina Watson, but my real full name is Bettina with a B. So when I did Mary Kay and I finally got my team and earned directorship, I named my team Bettina's Blessed and Beautiful because we were all blessed and beautiful on my team, right? So Bettina's Blessed and Beautiful, that's where that came from. So when I switched the YouTube name, I switched it to my Blessed and Beautiful Life. Then later on, I thought, you know, I really want something that kind of has homestead in it. I really want something that kind of like describes what we're doing. So I changed it to the blessed or the, no, I don't think I had the in there. I think it was just blessed and beautiful homestead. And we had that for the majority of the time. And there was a couple issues with that as far as like the name, even though it's a beautiful channel name, right? Blessed and beautiful homestead. There's nothing wrong with that. When you think of the technical side of that name, the name was so long, so long, you guys. Like certain things, um, you can only have certain a certain amount of characters. Blessed and Beautiful Homestead was super long. A lot of people couldn't spell beautiful. I found that to be an issue too. People couldn't spell beautiful, and so they would type things wrong. 
there was just a lot of reasons why I was like, I am not digging this long name. And then I decided I didn't like being locked in to the name Homestead. I didn't want to, I didn't want people to think that it was just about homesteading and raising chickens and building barns. Like there's so much more to our channel that I kind of felt myself wanting to get away from Homestead being in our name, especially because so many people are making YouTube channel names with Homestead in it. And I'm like, I just, I'm not digging it anymore. So last year, um, no, it was this year, you know, we are moving to Alaska. Most of you know that we decided once and for all channel name, we want it to match our forever life in Alaska that we're about to embark on. So we changed our channel name to Home Free Alaska. And that requires a lot. You've got to change all the stuff on your profile. You've got to change your social media handles to match it. You've got to change your accounts, all your accounts that you have associated with your YouTube channel, which I'll talk about in a minute. You've got to change your email address. Like if you're like me and very picky and OCD and you want everything to match, I'm not trying to have a channel name Home Free Alaska and then have my email be Blessed and Beautiful Homestead, right? So it was, it's a big undertaking, even our merch. We have merchandise for our channel, sweaters and hoodies and coffee cups you can buy. Everything was Blessed and Beautiful Homestead. So I had to go in and delete out all those products and recreate new ones with the new channel name on it. But I'm happy we did it. I think this is the first time I'm actually 100% happy with our YouTube channel name. We actually had a subscriber recommend it to us. She is so sweet. Um, home free Alaska. It just made sense. Like I, to me, when I think of home free, I feel like you're home free. You're home free, man. You made it. It's done. Like we're retiring and we're going to live our Alaska dream. And it just made sense. Home free Alaska. And I wanted the name Alaska in it because we're going to be in Alaska. So when it comes to naming your channel, you know, I would recommend really sitting down and thinking through that before you finalize it. But always know that if you change it, especially early on when you don't have a ton of subscribers and stuff, it's not hard to do. You literally can change your name anytime you want to. Um, but think of those things, you know, think of long titles that are hard for people to type out. Like when people are searching your channel name, you want it to be something that's somewhat short and catchy so they can remember it. And don't use words that are hard to spell because that's what I did. If, I mean, I didn't think people couldn't spell beautiful, but you know, it's kind of a hard word. So just keep those things in mind and really sit down and maybe talk to some family and friends and get some opinions and uh, recommendations because that's what I did for Home Free Alaska. I pulled everybody on my YouTube channel. I said, hey, drop your recommendations in the comments and uh, you know, we need help. <laughs> so coming up with the niche, it's funny because when we first started the channel, it was strictly like a tutorial how to do this, like DIY whatever. Um, how to dry herbs, how to can bone stock, how to build a chicken tractor, like very methodical. I never, ever did any type of vlog style videos. They were very, you know, camera was on a tripod or sitting on a counter somewhere where it was still frame. Um, I did that for the longest time. It actually wasn't until last year when I did Vlogmas, which Vlogmas on YouTube is very popular. And that's basically where you, for the whole month of December, you upload, you create and upload a video every single day for your viewers to watch. Very, very time consuming 
We did it last year and we ended up doing every other day because it was like crazy to think that I could create, edit, and upload a video every day of the month of December. Like talk about taking the joy out of Christmas. But in those videos, because I didn't have something to do every day, like, oh, how to can strawberry jam, I started doing a lot more vlogging type videos, like day in the life, going on a date with Joe, um, homeschool with me, cook with me, clean with me, uh, just all kinds of like vlogging type videos. And I found that I really, really like that. I think it's more fun for the viewers to get to see a more raw, real, a lot of like unedited content and to really be part of that uh, personal side of your life versus my camera sitting up in the kitchen while I record how to make sauerkraut and the camera doesn't move and you know you just those are great those videos definitely have a place and I will continue to do them especially when we get to Alaska because we have so many projects and new structures that we have to build on the homestead that they are very helpful, right? Just like the DIY hoop house video that went viral. People were looking for a cheaper way to build a greenhouse and not have to spend the money on a traditional greenhouse because that can get expensive. So building a hoop house the way we did with cattle fence panels, it was cheaper, it made sense, it was easy to do, took less time. People are looking for that content. So I definitely will continue those how-to videos with Joe. They have a place, but I really find that I thrive in like the vlogging type video. Um, so our channel has a lot of that, especially right now while we're living in this temporary apartment for a couple more months until we go to Alaska. I don't have a big garden. I don't have livestock. I don't, you know, even my pressure canner, my, all those things are packed away in storage right now. And we're not doing any of that in the apartment because we have a big, you know, cross country trip to get to Alaska in a couple months. I don't have room to pack and take all of these canned pickles and all these things. So our life is kind of on hold right now. And I was a little concerned about that. I'm like, how, what am I gonna do with my YouTube channel? Like, even though we started doing the vlogging style videos, style videos, it was still, you know, a daily vlog where I might be talking to you about how I manage my tomatoes or whatever. But I don't have a lot of those opportunities for content here in the apartment that I normally have when we have a homestead. So it's it's interesting though because I feel like I've gotten so much closer and more personal with our subscribers since I started the vlog style vlog. I cannot say that. Say that fast three times. The vlog style videos, and I really appreciate that. I think of a lot of people like the opportunity to come into some of our personal life. You know, we talk a lot about raising kids, marriage, um, the ridiculous vaccine mandate that the Coast Guard and the rest of the military branches are imposing on their members. Our fight for religious exemption. Um, just the drama with that. Like we bring our viewers into a more personal side of our life. And I love that. And that's part of why I do this podcast. You guys have already heard me say this. There is so much more than meets the eye. There's so much more to us than just raising chickens and canning pickles. Like there is so much more to us and there's so much more to life. And I think that people like to see that and like to see that they're not the only ones, right? Like we're all going through things like behind closed doors of the homestead, which is why I started this podcast, kind of an even more in-depth in 
to our personal life because I like to be able to relate to other people too and know that I'm not alone in my mothering, my, my, you know, being a wife and being a, a homesteader and a homeschooler. So with that being said, you know, as far as your niche goes, your niche is like your overall topic of your channel. It's totally fine to have a specific niche, but sometimes I think that that kind of pigeonholes you into a box where you may not be able to branch out and do other content and maybe later on down the line you decide that you're kind of bored in that box and you want to do other things and because of your niche because of your channel name it kind of makes it hard to do that so i'm grateful that um we didn't have like a specific niche our channel is more of like a lifestyle vlog of our life which includes everything it's all encompassing homestead homeschool marriage, raising kids, um, cultural issues and how we're handling them, how we feel about things. Like it's just an overall lifestyle vlog and I'm really happy that we did it that way. So with that being said, let me just share with you guys how I make money off of my YouTube channel right now since we were able to monetize it after a thousand subscribers. So the first way that we make money on the channel is through ads. When you upload your video after you've edited it, you get to opt if you want to have ads on there. Always, always have ads on there. Like, why not? I mean, you're doing the work. I've had people complain like, oh, all the ads, all the ads. Like, do you think that I, I, I don't have a life <laughs> editing these videos and, and uploading them and creating the thumbnails and adding the links in the descriptions for people that might want to buy something that we've bought or whatever. It is time consuming and I think it's kind of silly when people expect YouTubers or podcasters to do things for free. Like we we want to entertain you. We want to bring you content. Um, you're not the one paying the ads, right? For the ads, you're not the one putting the money in my pockets. The the it's Google, um, the ad with the ad companies. So why would you care? You know, like in order for me to continue putting the time into podcasting and the YouTube channel. I have to make some kind of compensation somewhere. It just doesn't make sense for our family for me to keep doing it, right? So I make uh, money on the ads. And another way that we make money is through sponsorships. And we have had some of those, a few of them, like for example, Anna Luisa Jewelry. Love Anna Luisa Jewelry because as a stay-at-home mom, homesteader, I do not wear a lot of bling bling, you know what I'm saying? But I do like to have little earrings in or dress up a little bit if Joe and I go on a date. So I was able to do that through Anna Luisa. And you basically just promote the product on a video. And if the people watching the video click on your link and buy something, you earn a commission off of what they buy. So that's another way you can earn money as sponsorships. And um, again, there may be other ways too. Like I said, I am not a, a professional YouTuber. Maybe I am now. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't know everything. This is just what I do. So ads and sponsor sponsorships. And the other thing is Amazon. So you can become an Amazon affiliate. You can apply with Amazon to do that. And then anytime you post a link for something that you have, and your subscribers click on it and purchase that item, you earn a commission from that from Amazon. You don't pay anything as the subscriber. You don't pay anything more than what you would normally pay from Amazon. It's just we're an affiliate with Amazon and we get compensated for the items that we promote. So that's actually been pretty cool. Um, and I, I will share with you guys, you know, we 
we make a decent amount from the Amazon links. It's actually gotten a lot better. I make right now maybe $300 a month from all of our Amazon links and my Amazon storefront. You can create an Amazon storefront where you put all your favorite items and you can categorize them like we have, you know, uh, homestead fitness, homestead homeschooling, homestead kitchen, and then like in all these little categories, you can add all your favorite items and your viewers can go to your storefront and see all of your favorite things. And anything they buy from there, you get a commission from Amazon. So it's not much right now, but that's, you know, I'm happy with that, totally cool. I'm using the items anyway, so I can put a link in there and if I can make a little money off of it, hey, why not, right? So uh, let's see, what else did I wanna share with you guys? Da, 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 da. Okay, let's go back really quick to some of my favorite equipment and some of my favorite subscriptions. So when you start out with YouTube, you guys, if it's something that you wanna do, don't overthink it, don't get overwhelmed, keep it simple. You can literally record beautiful YouTube videos with your iPhone. You do not need a fancy camera. You don't need crazy lighting and tripods and all these things. Those things are great to have, but when you're starting out, keep it simple. I think that it's important to start somewhere. You know, sometimes we cripple ourselves thinking that we have to know everything or have to have all the perfect equipment before we can start something. And really that's completely false because you get good by doing it. You get good by practice and experience and that's how you grow and get better. So I would say just start filming. You can use your phone and it's really easy. <laughs> so um, obviously the first thing for having a YouTube channel is a camera of some sort. So you can use your phone. The camera that um, I use, I do use my phone sometimes but the main camera that I use for my YouTube videos is the Canon Rebel SL2. That is my favorite camera. I've actually had this camera, um, oh my gosh, I think this was my first camera I bought. I bought this at the farmhouse in 2018, and this has been my YouTube camera. So you need a camera or at least your iPhone or whatever phone you have to film the video. And then I would also recommend having a good microphone. So you can get microphones on Amazon that fit your camera. I have the, what brand is this? Hold on. I should have had this already before I started recording. Um, and just so you know, I will link all of my favorite equipment and the things that we talk about today on the podcast. I will link it in the description in the show notes. So you can go find those items there. Um, I have the Rode mic, R-O-D-E. So that's the one that I have on my uh, uh, Canon camera. And then I also have the, oh goodness, what is this thing called? The cat. It's basically like a noise reducer, windbreaker, fluffy thing that you put on the microphone, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. I'll link that too. But that's like my main equipment. I have my Canon camera, my microphone, and then the windbreaker for the microphone. And they do have little microphones that you can buy for your phone. So if you're filming on your iPhone, they do have these cute little microphones that plug in, uh, no cords or anything. So definitely check those out. I'll link my favorite one in the description as well. What I found with my phone and my Canon camera. So if we're doing like a day in the life where we're on a road trip and I'm filming like us driving or something, the phone, the my iPhone, has an amazing stabilizer in it. So if I film with my Canon camera, 
outside when we're driving. It's, it's shaky and bumpy and bouncy, and yes, you can work on editing that stuff inside your editing software, but it's still not great. Um, the iPhone has an amazing stabilizer. So whenever we go on road trips and I'm filming like us driving and stuff, I'm using my phone for those shots because it makes it a smooth, stable view for the viewer versus like shaky craziness because you're driving, right? Going over bumps and stuff. So the next thing is you're gonna need a hard drive and you're gonna need SD cards, somewhere to store your content while you're creating it, right? So I'll link those for you guys too. I have, I think, four SD cards with a cute little carrying case, and then I have a hard drive because trust me when I say, when you're creating YouTube videos and content, you're gonna take up all the space on your laptop or your computer really fast. It's a ton of content and videos, and that stuff takes up a lot of space. So get you a really good hard drive and keep all your YouTube content on your hard drive so that you keep that space free on your laptop. Another thing is tripods. So um, I have three tripods that are my favorite. I have my big stand-up tripod that is about as tall as me, and you can adjust it and make it shorter and angles and stuff. My absolute favorite one, I will link it for you guys. I also have a handheld tripod and then I also have another handheld tripod that has the wiggly, stretchable, flexible legs. You guys might have seen those. Those are really cool for like, you know, you can like twist the tripod around like a fence post or, you know, whatever and pretty much position your camera without having like an actual tripod. So it's pretty cool. So I'll link those three tripods for you guys in the description. Um, again, all this equipment is not stuff that you guys have to have to start a YouTube channel, but these are my favorite things and this is what I use every day when I do my videos. The last thing is lights. So I have several ring lights. Those are very cheap. You can get those on Amazon. You can get them at Lowe's. You can get them at Walmart. Lighting is important, you guys. Like, I didn't deal with lighting for the first couple of years, but if you want to scale up your YouTube channel and make the quality better for your viewer, I would definitely recommend some type of lighting. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can just be a simple ring light when you start out. But I did this last year invest in some really nice uh, lights that are on tripods, and I will link those for you guys in the description. They're amazing, like all kinds of different levels, settings, Really cool, but easy. Don't freak out when I say settings, okay? Because I would freak out too. I'm not talking settings like you have to read a manual to use them. I'm just talking about like dimming it, making it brighter, if you want white light, if you want a warm glow, like you've got all those choices. So just to recap, this is all I use for my YouTube channel. So if you wanna start a YouTube channel, you need some kind of camera, you need SD cards to store your content, and you need a hard drive, right, to keep all your content on so it's not taking up the space on your computer. Good microphone, tripods, one or two, and then lighting. So those are the most important things as far as like equipment that I use daily for filming my YouTube videos. The next thing I was gonna talk to you guys about is subscriptions. So a lot of people are like, well, how do you edit your videos? How do you make those thumbnails that you make where you put the words on them or whatever? Um, it's actually really easy. So I'll, I'll share with you guys what I use. So on the YouTube channel, I subscribe to TubeBuddy. T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y, TubeBuddy. I think that subscription right now is $19.99 a month, but it basically, uh, helps you to find the best keywords, you know, for the algorithm, 
uh, SEO for Google, right, to help your videos be seen more. Um, SEO, search engine optimization, in case you didn't know what SEO stands for. So, you know, you gotta get your name out there, you gotta get your videos seen, and if you're not putting the right titles on your YouTube video, or you're not using the right keywords and hashtags in your video description, then it's not gonna do very well. So TubeBuddy gives recommendations based on what kind of video you have. Like you upload the video and then it gives you tags. For example, if I'm uploading like a homeschool with me video, it'll automatically recommend to me tags that are popular. So things that people are searching and putting into the YouTube search engine, right? When they're looking for videos, how to homeschool, homeschool mom vlog, homeschool with me, homeschool routine. Like it pops up those things and you can just click those and add those into your description and it's gonna help bring more viewers to your video. So TubeBuddy has been super helpful for me. Another subscription that I love and I actually just signed up for this a couple months ago and it is flipping amazing is genius link g-e-n-i-u-s link l-i-n-k right now that's a five dollar a month subscription so worth it for what it does for me so when i take links from amazon and i post them on my youtube video description for my viewers to click on and check out products Genius Link is a place for you to keep all of your links in one spot. So my Genius Link account has my YouTube folder in it that I've created, and every link I've ever put in any video is stored in Genius Link. So for example, my homeschool cart, right? I recommend the homeschool cart to you guys often in different videos, and instead of having to go to Amazon to refine the exact cart and to recopy the link to give it to you guys, I just go into my Genius Link account and it's already saved in there and I copy and paste it right into the video. The other great thing about Genius Link is if someone clicks on my link, normally it's only for US residents, right? So if you're in Canada or Australia or a different country and you click on my link, you may not be able to purchase that same item if it's not available in your country. So Genius Link basically, I don't even know if this is a word, but internationalizes your link. So if I have my homeschool cart linked, it doesn't matter if you're in Australia, Canada, or the US, wherever you are around the world, you can click on that and then check out through your country's Amazon. So if you don't do Genius Link, you're essentially losing out on a lot of money because I have a ton of subscribers that are not in America, right? So I want everybody that follows my channel around the world to be able to click on my links and purchase an item if they want it. So that's what Genius Link does. The other cool thing, really quick, I have to mention this, if you have a link that has gone bad, let's say the Amazon vendor that sold the item is out of stock or no longer sells it, you wouldn't know that unless your subscribers go, hey, I clicked on your link, but like it didn't take me there or something's wrong with it or it's a different product than what you said. That's kind of stressful, right? So Genius Link tells you when you have a link that's gone bad. So if I log in, it'll say you have seven links that have failed. And I can click on those links and I can then go into Amazon and I can fix them. And the cool thing is, is it automatically updates them in all your videos. You don't have to manually go in and do that. So saves me so much time and less stress. The other thing that's really important is Canva. So when people say, how do you create thumbnails? So I know there's a lot of different websites you can go to to do this, but Canva, C-A-N-V-A is my favorite. You can get the free version or you can get the, um, 
pro version and I can't remember, but I wanna say it's either 12 or $15 a month for the pro version, which I like the pro version because it lets you do other things to your thumbnails, but that's where I do my thumbnails. You upload your photos, you create your thumbnails, which by the way, the measurements for YouTube thumbnails is 1280 by 720, I think. There's certain sizes they have to be, and you can Google that too. Um, but you upload your picture and create your thumbnails there. You can then download them and then upload them to YouTube with your video. So that's where I create all my thumbnails. So those are my favorite subscriptions. I also have Adobe Lightroom just for like photo editing, lightening up photos that are too dark and things like that. And that one's $9.99 a month. So those are my four, I hope I'm not forgetting anything, but I don't think I am. Those are my four favorite subscriptions that I pay for monthly. And keep in mind, once you start making money, um, these are a tax write-off for you. Everything you're doing for your YouTube channel, your YouTube business is a tax write-off. So TubeBuddy, Genius Link, Adobe Lightroom for photos, and then Canva for creating your uh, thumbnails. So let me see here. I've actually wrote down notes today because I didn't want to ramble. <laughs> so. I have Facebook and Instagram for social media. I do not have a personal Facebook and Instagram because back when 2020 happened and all the craziness with the COVID and all the blah, 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 I just, you know, I lost some friends and family because I'm very opinionated and uh, I'm, I'm just gonna say it how it is. And if you don't like it, cool, but you don't get to come and tell me how to think. So I decided to do away with my personal social media accounts and I only have Facebook and Instagram for the YouTube channel. So Home Free Alaska, right? I have Pinterest as well. I don't use my Pinterest as much anymore because I got sick of having like duplicate the thumbnails and re-upload there with, you know, it was just too much drama and I wasn't really getting anything out of it. I know Pinterest can help drive uh, people to your YouTube channel, but honestly, you guys, I just had to simplify things. So I haven't really done anything with Pinterest for probably about eight months now. But um, I don't make money off of Instagram and Facebook. You know, the only way you're really gonna make money off of those social media platforms is through sponsorships. And I just really don't, haven't, I haven't had the time or the energy to even pursue all that yet. So the social media accounts are just to have, right? Like if someone from the YouTube channel wants to be, have more of an in on our personal day-to-day -day life and what we're doing, then they can go to those social media accounts and they can see my, my posts or my stories, right? Like, oh, we're at the dentist today or whatever we're doing. So that's the only reason I have social media. And um, I'm just not really concerned about, you know, oh, I don't have a thousand followers or I don't have 20,000 followers. I don't really care because I'm not making money off of Instagram or Facebook. My money maker is my YouTube channel. And so that's where I'm going to put my energy. Um, my goals for the channel. So I'm a very goal oriented person. And it, it's funny because I did not start this channel in the beginning to make money or to try to hit milestones with YouTube or anything like that. But since I find myself in the position that we're in, with 43,000 subscribers right now, and I am making a monthly check from YouTube. I have been for over a year from the ad revenue, right? Enough income that I now had to claim my YouTube income on our taxes this year. <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, so like any other business, like with my real estate business, I keep all my receipts, um, all my receipts for my YouTube equipment, my camera, my tripod, my subscriptions, like all the things, that's all a write-off for your business. But 
my goal right now is to hit 100,000 subscribers. So when you hit 100,000 subscribers, you get a silver plaque from YouTube, which is just something cool to have. You don't make any extra money, like nothing like that. It's just a milestone, just like hitting that first thousand, right? Because then you can monetize your channel. That's my goal. We're halfway there, so I'm shooting for that. I don't know how long it's gonna take us, um, but I'm just gonna continue to be consistent with my uploads. And everybody has a different idea of what consistent is. Some people don't post for months at a time, and that's really bad for your channel, right? If you have a favorite TV show, how sad would you be if they just fell off the face of the earth and you're like, where'd they go? Like, so-and-so just had a baby on the show and I wanted to see what happened and then they never came back or whatever. So consistency is key on your YouTube channel. Whether you're uploading once a week, once every two weeks, or once a month, consistency is the key because people don't like to follow people that aren't consistent. For me, I think one upload a week is good. Um, you know, one episode a week. And I've tried to do more than that. And you guys with the homestead and homeschooling and when I was still doing real estate, it was just too much for me. It just took too much of my time. When I film an, a video, depending on what kind of video it is, day in the life tend to take longer, obviously, even the editing. Um, you know, I probably spend two to three hours filming and then editing takes me another two hours or so, cutting out the bad parts, adding music, things like that. And then I have to spend the time making the thumbnail picture and uploading it. So all together right now, I would say I probably spend eight to 12 hours a week doing one video upload a week. And right now I'm happy with that. Um, I did forget to mention, oh my goodness, this is one of the most important things as far as equipment that you'll need to do a YouTube channel, you need a editing software. So most of you probably already know iMovie, the letter I and then movie. That comes free on, well, I know it came free on my Mac. I don't know like other computers and stuff, but it also comes free on your phone. So if you've got an iPhone and stuff, you should have iMovie. It's a great editing tool and that's where I edited all of my YouTube videos for the first three years. iMovie is free. You don't even have to pay for that. and it might be a little overwhelming at first because you're like, well, I don't know how to use it. I don't know how, what all these buttons do. Watch a YouTube video. Go to YouTube and just type in how to use iMovie to edit videos or whatever. And just watch it. Start learning. You guys, I'm still doing that. I'm still watching YouTube videos whenever I have time. Like if I want to learn how to do certain transitions or whatever. Um, you know, transitions are when you go from one frame to the other where it might spin out or go blurry or those fun little things. I watch YouTube videos and I just improve my channel and my videos on a consistent basis by always educating myself and learning how to make things better. So in the beginning, I would highly recommend iMovie because it's free, it's very easy to use. Last year, I did upgrade to a software program called Final Cut Pro. And again, I'll link all this for you guys. Final Cut Pro was $300, one-time fee, you, that's, what you pay for the software. And it's just like iMovie, except it has way more um, fun stuff in there that you can use to make your videos really cool. So iMovie and Final Cut Pro are the two editing softwares that I've used. And there's nothing wrong with using iMovie in the beginning, you guys, because it works just fine. And I did it for three years. So free is better, right? So don't make it too difficult. But so I am, 
I am trying to reach that 100,000. That would be really cool just to just to do it. But my goal is to keep it fun. Like I am not going to get to a place where I had someone message me and say, oh, you know, if you upload two videos a week, it, it'll do so much for your algorithm and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but I can't do two videos a week right now. My That would take too much time for my family. That would put me under more pressure. I don't have any desire to turn this YouTube thing into something that becomes an obligation so that I don't enjoy it anymore. My biggest goal is to keep it fun and to keep it to where it is still a creative outlet for me that I enjoy doing. I don't want to do something that I hate and that I feel like, oh my gosh, that's right. I've got to film another video. No, I want to be happy to do it. I want to enjoy doing it. And that's my goal, you know, just to keep it simple and stick with my one upload a week for now. Keep that consistency there for my viewers. And I love, love, love sharing the content of our life, especially the vlog style videos, because it just kind of brings you guys in deeper into a more personal part of our lives. And it's just more real, more raw. And I love that. So, you know, it's, my hope is that the channel is inspiring and encouraging and uplifting and entertaining, right? Like it needs to be entertaining or no one's gonna wanna watch it. So let me just look at my notes and make sure I didn't forget anything. I don't think so, but I plan on continuing the YouTube channel as long as I can. I think about it, I'm like, what if I still have it when like all the kids are grown, I'm like an old lady you know, filming videos and stuff. That would be so funny. But no matter what, my kids will have like this video archive to go back and look on. How cool would that be? Like, oh, remember that time? You know, the cow broke the fence and remember that time? Like, it's just gonna be really neat to have all of that in one space for my kids. And I do keep all my videos on a hard drive so that if YouTube ever shuts down or I ever piss YouTube off enough with my political opinions that they shut my channel down, I don't lose all that content, <laughs> right? Hours upon hours of editing and filming has gone into my videos and there's no way that I would leave that in the hands of YouTube. So if YouTube ever gets rid of me, I have all my videos saved on a hard drive so that my kids can still enjoy them for years to come. So. Um, I say, if you wanna start a YouTube channel, you should start a YouTube channel. Yeah, you start a YouTube channel because why not? You know what I'm saying? It's really easy to do. You just create an account and just slowly, step by step, start learning how to do it. The channel art, you know, the picture when you go to the channel, that has to be a certain size, how to upload it, like watch videos and just take it one step at a time. The most important thing is to create the account and start filming videos. That's it. That's the most important thing. So I hope this uh, show was helpful to somebody. I don't know how many of you have ever started or thought about starting a YouTube channel or thought if you could or how do you do it. Um, but this really does go for anything that you do, you guys. If there's something you want to do and you're intrigued by it and you're like, oh, I wonder if I could ever be good at that. Whether it's getting your nursing degree, getting your real estate license, right? Quitting your job and becoming a stay-at-home mom, becoming a homesteader, starting a garden, even though you've never gardened a day in your life. Like all of these things, you guys, we live one time. We are only on this planet as long as God allows us to be. So if there's something on your heart and on your mind, 
Like you're thinking about it before you go to bed. When you wake up, you're thinking about it. When you, when you think about doing it, you get butterflies and you get excited. That's the thing you freaking need to do. Like if it scares you to death and makes you kind of feel sick to your stomach, that's the thing you need to do because the things worth having are not easy, right? So I just want to encourage you. It's been fun doing the YouTube channel. It's growing and it's really evolved into something I never even expected it to be. And I love our YouTube community. I really, really do. So if you guys have any questions, you can always email me at homefreealaska at gmail.com. Not blessed and beautiful homestead. Okay. I'm not, I'm not checking that email anymore. <laughs> we switched everything over to homefreealaska at gmail.com. So if you have any specific questions about YouTube equipment, editing, like anything like that, how to create a thumbnail or whatever, you can always reach out to me or even how to just create your YouTube account, right? You want to get started and you don't know how to do it, you can email me and I'm always here to help you guys out. Don't forget, I'll link everything in the show notes for this episode and I hope you're all doing well. Stay blessed, my friends. I'll see you on the next show.